Have you dreamed of bigger things for your life? Then you are in the right place. Each week, you will be given tips on how to change your inner dialogue, conquer your goals, and ways to step into a higher version of yourself. I'm your host, Lauren Kubat. I'm a motivational speaker who hosts personal development events. I'm a sought-after fitness instructor, a wife, and a mom of two young boys. I'm obsessed with all things personal development, and I believe anyone can achieve the life they want. Let the Become Your Vision podcast be the inspiration you need to step into greater things. Now let's go. Hi guys, welcome back to the show. Today I have a woman that is going to inspire you like no other. She had brain surgery. Her name is Chelsea Earth. She had brain surgery five years ago. Um, and we're going to get into that whole conversation. There was a little bit of um, audio where it was a little bit difficult to hear. I don't know if the internet was going in and out, but hopefully the message comes across and I hope you enjoy it. Hi guys, welcome to the show. Welcome back to the show. Today, I have somebody who I am super inspired by. She is the definition of determination. We were connected through a mutual friend, Jessica Kennedy, and she told me about Chelsea Erse a few years ago when I moved to the Charleston area, which just spoke solely highly of her. And I've been following her on Instagram and I'm so excited to have her on the podcast today. And I want to give you a little backstory on Chelsea. So Chelsea uh, went into surgery five years ago and her life changed forever. She went into um, brain surgery to have a benign tumor removed. And during surgery, she ended up having a stroke. Um, Prior to her surgery, she was a personal trainer, bartender, a full-time culinary student, and a bikini bodybuilder. Chelsea says she has been through a lot and stays pretty positive and she will never give up. So Chelsea, thank you for joining us today. It's great to have you. Yay. Um, yeah. So I'm here. Thank you for having me. I think that's what I meant to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. So, okay. Can you go back to what your life was pre-surgery, um, pre-stroke, like, how would you describe yourself? Well, I used to be very busy, um, very, I never sat down. All I do is sit down now. But um, I used to be on my feet on the go, like, I wake up at breakfast, like a normal person. Uh, get in the car, go to work, or go for a run. You know, I love going outside, being outside. Um, I love nature, still do, but um, I used to take the dog out and go for a run and um, drink my coffee. You know, before that, you know, pretty, pretty standard stuff, but I mean, I was always on the go, always looking for somehow to better myself and I you know I wanted to be successful and I was always always like fast paced I talk a lot <laughs> I mid past 
you know, eight baths, road baths, um, pretty much always on the go, always, always baths, he's everything. I think, oh, that's kind of where I'm at now. Mm-hmm. I mean, where I was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so talk about, okay. So you went in, you found out, um, that you had a tumor, like, did, were you experiencing anything that led you to go to the doctor where you're like, uh, something's up where they found it or what was that process like? Yeah. So during that process, I mean, it's been a few years. Um, I was like, I, my vision was fun now. I walked I walked in the men's bathroom multiple times. Mm. Um, I was like, mm, that's not right. And then I was like falling over to the right and fearing I could. So I was the bartending and now it sugar took people an accident. And I'm like, oops, sorry. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> you know, I, I thought it was clumsy and I was bartending and drop things all the time or when I was personal tending to drop weights and the reason I was like, oh, it must be clumsy. Mm-hmm. Well, when I flew back, I was in Costa Rica and I flew back to Ohio home. I was living in Charleston, South Carolina at that time. And I basically um, I went to a home and at a restaurant, I like probably like two sips of wine. And I walked to the bathroom. Well, my sister-in-law was like, well, you're walking not good. And I wasn't really walking well. And I was like, well, I feel kind of drunk. I felt like I had two sips of wine. But so she was like, I think you need to go see a doctor. And so I went to a neurologist. And it goes, Close your eyes and I fall over to the right immediately. Mm. So that's when they did a uh, MRI and they found this huge banana tumor on my brainstem and they had to go for surgery about a month later. Oh, wow. So it was like your vision started to go, you and then you seem to be like following, following, falling. <laughs> um, you know, like sideways and things. So that was the first to go. That's so interesting. Um, and then, so you go in and you find this out, like, what are your thoughts when they tell you that? Um, I was like, Oh, I got a brain surgery. And I I don't know. I didn't really, I never thought this would be my life ever, Mm. but it is. And I never, me just, I don't know what I was thinking. Um, Were you nervous about surgery? No. I was kind of, I was like, wow, I'm getting brain surgery. Like, Mm. you know, doctors had no idea. They're like, yeah, y'all get in three to six weeks. Three to six weeks. And I don't listen to doctors anymore. It's mm. been over five years now, so and, um, I've always been optimistic about things. Yeah. So how old were you when you uh, went in for surgery? 26. 
26. Okay. So you're 31 now. So that was five years yeah. ago. Wow. Yeah. So, so did they know what caused, co- so then in surgery, you end up having a stroke. Did they know what caused that? Uh, there was a little bit of bleeding on my brain stem and the brain stem is as big as their thumb. So all the connections led me to have a lot of problems. Wow. Okay. So you wake up. Can you tell me like what that experience was, was like, I mean, do you remember like waking up and feeling like different or what, what did you experience? Well, I was still in the anesthesia when I woke up and I actually like projectile vomited. Sorry. Yeah. You're <laughs> I, you're doing great. I, I, I was sick and I was like, I don't feel good. And then I knew something wasn't right. And my dad was like, oh, she's fine because my son is an occupational therapist. And I was like, not feeling good. And then I was like, she's fine. And my friend who's an occupational therapist was like, are you okay? And I was like, dude, I'm not okay. I messed up. Mm-hmm. And I knew if something was right. I mean, I walked in the surgery, had to be willed out. Like, I couldn't walk anymore. My right side, my body was numb. I was like, and then I have this shakiness called ataxia. And that progressed over the course of a few months. Ataxia. So that's where she, you you shake? Yep. Mm. It's kind of like if Parkinson's and MS had a baby, (laughs) there would be ataxia. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Parkinson's and, and what was the other one you used? M- MS. MS. And they had a baby. Okay. Oh my gosh. Um, so, okay. So then what, if you're like, I'm not feeling right and nobody is like listening to me, were like, were you frustrated? Well, well, frustrated. Yeah. And I was frustrated. But I mean, there was nothing I could do. I mean, I didn't want, like, I didn't want my uh, blood pressure breeze up from getting frustrated and cause another bleed. Mm. And I have a hemorrhaging stroke. I mean, so I was just trying to bottle it in and I kept calm. I didn't, I don't know, I mean, I probably shouldn't pay positive and that kind of how I looked at it. I mean, it was, I mean, yeah, I was frustrated, but what was getting upset and being sad going to do nothing? Wow. Yeah. That's, and you have such a positive outlook. Most people would be like, you know, depressed or, um, you know, just like sitting in bed all day and you live a very, um, active life so where do you think you get this like positive outlook or what what do you do when you're having like um like a sad day what do you do to like build yourself up Mm, well you know I really just kind of um I don't really have like too many sad days I mean they get pushed a lot but I mean, what can I do? I can't walk. 
in our skin crawl, but there's a lot of like even coordination things I can't do. So mm -hmm. I just, I mean, I'd like move and love movement and I'll sweat a little bit, like relax, listen to some music, watch a good movie, like comedy. Mm. Um, like, yeah, I mean, just something to brighten the mood. You know, play with my dog. Aww. Something that, you know, just brightens my day. Yeah. So, but I'm pretty positive most of the time. And I think I get it from my mom mm. or my dad. But I'm definitely my own breed. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> you're you're yeah. Chelsea. That's who you are. And, you know, um yeah, you're your own person. So was it hard? Do you feel like you said you're very, you know, very positive and it's obvious. Um, how did your parents respond? Do you think it was because I have two kids and, you know, you never want your kids to be, you know, at a disadvantage, you know, but what? what was their experience? Like, have they talked to you about that? Was it shocking to them or? Um, well, I think there was shock, definitely, at first, especially my mom. Uh, she didn't think I was going to make it out of surgery. They said, if I didn't have surgery, then I probably would have, like, not been here. Mm. So I have had the surgery, but my mom, my mom, both my parents are doctors, and mm. um, my mom being a physician like, where they're doing a brain surgery, I don't think they're gonna make it. So I was like, well, they said if I didn't have the surgery, I'd have five years to live. So my parents were pretty like happy with the surgery, but they're definitely very proud of me now, and they didn't think that there's been so many emotions with them, but. Mm. You know, that's kind of they just go the flow, and I think I, I kind of surprised my own parents. Mm. Yeah. So, it, so, what kind of doctors are they? My dad is an orthopedic surgeon, mm. and my mom is an internist in internal medicine. Mm. Okay. So, but they don't have any idea about my. I mean, they have some clue, but the more I love the brain injury, the more I'm like, wow, they really have no idea what they're talking about. <laughs> they really have no idea. You're like schooling them, like, okay, mom and dad, like you don't, yeah. you have no idea. <laughs> it's true, and you, you really know your own body. Oh yeah, like you, you are your best doctor. Mm. Yeah. Hey, before we continue with the show, I want to talk to you about something that you might not think about too often, but it is vital in keeping you and your family safe, and that's insurance. In today's hectic world, we women have so many roles and things on our plate. Our to-do list seems to get longer and longer. 
Rachel Davenport, the principal agent at LH Griffith and Company, understands because she is a wife and mother herself. Rachel can assist you with all of your insurance needs, whether it is trying to find the best deals on auto insurance, helping select the most appropriate home insurance coverage, or helping you protect your family with health and life insurance. Rachel does it all. We know what a headache it can be to select the best insurance. So to save yourself precious time and energy, give Rachel Davenport a call today for all your insurance needs. Her number is 864-828-0579. That's 864-828-0579. Or find her on Facebook at Rachel Sells Insurance. All her information is in the show notes. Okay, back to the show. So talk about... um, I lost my train of thought. There was something I was going to ask you prior. Um, tell us about the movement you like to do because you are always like doing new things. So talk about the, like your favorite type of movement that you love. All right. Well, you know, I've always been positive. I've always been looking for something. Um, so I started with the classic rehab approach, okay. doing things, um, you know, physical therapy, speech therapy, occupational therapy. Well, now I, you know, it was a goodness in my there, but, and I kind of just stopped doing that, and I started taking an approach to movement. So I found a guy who actually on my Facebook page for the group. He had the same banana thing that I had. He had surgery, but he had 10 and a half hours of surgery, and he lost his ability to crawl, walk, everything. Mm. But you look at him today, and he is, he's like, give me, I mean, it's great. So he basically, like, this, Classic rehab first, left to the door, and to this movement skills with functional movement and stuff. So, um, I've been rock climbing. I love it, and he he's been rock climbing. Um, but um, I've been rock climbing, horseback riding. Um, I get that every week. I still do band movement. And it's, it's building neuroplasticity in my brain. All this new movement I'm doing. Um, mm. it's, it's really interesting and it's very different from anything I've ever done. And doctors said, I mean, they're amazed. Every doctor that I have, a, uh, that I have an appointment with is like, wow, I can't believe you're well climbing. Yeah. And, I just love it, and it progressed so much. And the ataxia has really just been, like, taken down. Like, it was very high, and now it's, like, I barely, like, I mean, I still shake, but not as much because my brain is building. Very interesting. But I'm building neuroplasticity healing my brain with these new movements. 
Mm. Yeah. So you're basically neuroplasticity is rewiring the brain and retraining the brain to adapt to its new environment. So when did you start incorporating um, rock climbing and horseback riding? Mm. I've been rock climbing for about three years now, Um, but horseback, I think for about a year now. Mm. And you know, next summer, um, I don't, I mean, I want to climb outside, rock climb. Um, I, I climb inside right now with somebody who helps me with the rope, but I want, I want to be, um, like solo climbing mm. by myself when I go outside, back in the nature. Mm. Yeah. So that's the goal for next year is to get out of a rock climbing building and and outside and climbing outside. Is there like somewhere that you want to go that you've seen the rocks and you're like, I want to climb that. Do you have anywhere specific? Um, I do. There's a really cool place about an hour away. It's called the Red River Gorge. Red River Gorge. Okay. Yeah. Red River Gorge. It's Pretty awesome. Everybody talks about it. Okay. I've never heard of it, but that's something that I definitely have to check out. Why? So why are you saying next year or say, because it's warmer or because you feel like your skill level, you want to shoot for that or. Well, both. Um, it's definitely getting cold Yeah, here in Ohio and, um, you know, definitely like my skills, my movement. I mean, I'm I'm barely walking. I can walk now with a little bit of assistance, but I've been walking like I mean pretty well. Like lately, like all these new movement skills, all this neural growth, it's mm. really progressing me to where I think next year. Um, I'll be able to go outside and solo climb. That's awesome. So you're back in Ohio? Yes. Okay. I thought you were still in the Charleston area for some reason. I would. <laughs> I can't visit, but um, I used to live in Charleston for like five years. Yeah. And then after my surgery, I moved back to Ohio. Mm, yeah. I really didn't have a choice. Right. Right. Um, what part, there's a, a lot of Ohio listeners. What part of Ohio? Uh, I'm from Dayton, Ohio. Dayton, Ohio. Okay. Seven. <laughs> <laughs> what was the temperature today? Um, it's like, it's actually nice. Day. It's 66, but it was like a high 40, 45 the other day. Yeah. That's cold at night. Oh yeah. I'm from Chicago. So I know the cold weather. <laughs> yeah, it's so fun. That's why I moved to Charleston. Right. Do you think you would ever move back? Would your mm-hmm. parents move here? I don't know, maybe, but I mean, I think I, I definitely, I'm living currently, I'm living with my mom and I want to move away from her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love her, but I'm like, I need my space, mom. I get um, it. So, anyways, uh, I love her, but um, 
I'd probably buy him some more stuff, but I don't know if Charleston would be my final home. Mm, yeah. I did. My best friend lives there, though, so I visit often. Oh, that's so fun. Uh, yeah, it's, it is gorgeous. It's now, do you feel like when it gets colder, are you affected more like your movement in terms of like, do you feel like any like slower or anything like that? Definitely. Um, yeah. The colder air definitely brings on like stiffness to my joints. Mm. And since I can't feel the right side of my body, mm. um, it's a cold all the time like my right side is but the colder it gets the worse it gets okay yeah oh it, it's it, a really it, weird feeling i bet i didn't know you couldn't feel the right side of your body yeah can't feel the whole right side of my body it's like i can't feel half my face nothing mm. Mm. do doctors know or think if it, that will come back they have no idea. Nobody has any idea. Right. Yeah. I mean, they said they you that they didn't think you would be able to walk, right? No. They, I was in a wheelchair for a year. Yeah. After my surgery. And, uh, you know, I just keep with them wrong. And I just keep getting better and better with new movement and neuroplasticity. And it's awesome. Yeah, you're doing amazing. Think, yes, thank you. And I think um the more I the more I progress, the more motivation it gives me to keep going. I'm like, all right, it was really good. I nailed it. Right. And I just keep going because you never know what tomorrow will bring. And mm. you know, there's it's- no point. Uh, sitting there being sad. Mm, yeah. Wow. You just have such a, a great, great outlook on life. And I think that's admirable. And, you know, sometimes we just get so caught up in like our day to day that, you know, we take things for granted and you seem like a person that you're just like, you're very aware of, everything that, you know, you have and you have such big goals. It's truly inspiring. Thank you. I, um, I do, you know, you got to make today's you better than yesterday's you. And that goes for anybody. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, talk about, do you, do you ever feel like do you ever miss like your old life or do you just keep moving forward? Um, yeah, of course there's things I miss. I'm like, um, I went to a wedding the other weekend and, you know, everyone's out in the dance floor dancing and I was like, oh, that'd be nice. Mm. But, you know, I just kind of sit there and like not dance. And it was fine. I mean, mm. I mean, there's things that I could do. Like, nobody wants to go rock climbing with me. If everybody's separated heights. So it has its good and bad. Yeah. I mean, I was I was not on time. I was very messy before my life. And now I'm, like, clean on time for everything. 
So it's kind of switched. Um, there's a, my relationships that people are a lot closer. Mm. So yeah. Good. Before I was so busy running around doing things, I didn't really sit back and like, hey, like I'm going too fast. I'm not gonna have the connections with people, or I'm gonna be late. No, it everything's changed now, and like I can, mm. I have time, but I have time for everything. Mm. <laughs> I have time to really focus on the things that are really important. That's yeah. I think that is so relatable because as humans, we live such a fast lifestyle and I, it's so relate. Like you were saying before, like eat fast, drive fast, go to work fast. You're always late. I feel like I'm always rushed. In fact, like this morning, I'm like, don't do this to yourself. Like, I always feel like I can get a million things done before we leave the door. And I'm like, I need to leave space for things that come up. Like my kids can't find their shoes or whatever, rather than like, oh my gosh, find your shoes. Like we're running late, you know? And it's like, that's on me, you know, and it's not on them. And yeah, so that is so relatable. And I feel like a lot of listeners can understand that it's like this, like, go, go, go lifestyle, constantly hustling. And it's like things, I mean, you know, you're, uh, an example of like, okay, that was my life before. And I've learned to slow down and appreciate the things that I have and enjoy the things that I love, you know? So I think that's a great lesson. Um, this is a, a personal question. You don't have to answer um, if you don't feel like it, but do you feel like it's hard getting connected, like more on a intimate level, like meeting like a boyfriend, if you want it or a girlfriend, whatever, you know? Um, definitely it is. But I mean, I've been in relationships like, my whole life, like, first boyfriend I have, we, we were together four years, and then I was with, like, boyfriends on now, so I was, like, 25. Mm. So, I'm the, you know, I haven't dated anybody in, like, I've been on a few days after surgery, but it's been about five years. Mm. Um, I have no intentions for having a boyfriend, like, I'm a single independent woman mm-hmm. and like this but I mean and my mom says oh boyfriend could make it easier but I mean I'm just I'm just not interested I don't <laughs> feel like guys can relate to where I'm at like yeah. I'm just very independent and like you're like, you're going to hold me back. You, you don't want to be held back from by some guy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need, I'm, I'm very distractible. Like, I get very distracted easily. Mm. So um, I feel like, you know, that'd be oh, having a boyfriend or going in. Like, it would be distracting. And not to be selfish, but I just need to focus on myself right now. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's selfish at all. You know how you strive best. And I guess that's another societal pressure is, um, you know, 
the, just the pressure you, you know, you might get from other people to find a partner and live a, a certain lifestyle. But I feel like that is another way you are just defining yourself again and being like, no, it's not for me. And I'm going to live my life and focus on me. And I don't think there's anything selfish about that. It's just, it's great that you you're so aware of who you are and what you want that I think that's what, um, so many people are searching for, and it seems like you really found yourself. They are. And you know, a lot of people are searching for happiness and I don't have rose colored glasses. It's just, I choose to be happy and they get my as a choice. You want to be happy, you want to be sad, and uh, I don't know, I've always, it's just who I am, and I've always chosen to not put me first, but just, like, what do I want? Not what does somebody else want? If I find festive, what does that person want? I feel like it could be a lot more... um, it could be a lot worse, a lot, a lot of distractions mm-hmm. trying to complete somebody else's life. What makes them happy? Mm-hmm. Not focusing on myself and yeah, yeah, totally. Um, where do you see yourself in the next five years? Like, what goals do you have for yourself? Oh, uh, you know, I get asked that a lot of time. Do you? And- I do, and it's always different. Like, I have no idea what I'll be out in five years. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, you know, I stopped listening to doctors on long time ago. Mm. Um, and, you know, I don't really have any deadlines. I mean, I'm not being trying to be as spontaneous or whatnot. I just, I don't know where I'll be out in a year. I don't know where I'll be out in two years. Mm. All right, so I'd like to be, you know, walking, you know, go out for my morning run. I mean, I'm only 31, so I have my whole life to live. Right. And, um, you know, I'm just, I'm very grateful for everything in my life that I have today. Mm. And I don't know where I'm going to be at in five years. Yeah. I love that answer. It's the day-to-day um you know, and it's constantly changing. And that's so true. It's like what we think we might want, you know, in five years can change tomorrow or whatever. So yeah, I think that's a really honest answer. Um, Where can people find you if they're interested in um, learning more about you, if you wouldn't mind? I don't know. I think your social media, your Instagram is private. But I think you can still find you. Well, I may change that, but my Instagram is um, Chelsea underscore Earth, and I spell Chelsea C A G L C underscore U R S E. Awesome. And then my Instagram, and you can, if you want, you can find me on Facebook too. But Mostly go for Instagram. Um, and I've tried to post my content. I have so many videos. I, I don't post like half my stuff, but I mean, I, I do movement every day. You know, motion is lotion. 
and you don't stop moving because it got old, you got old because you stopped moving. And mm. I don't want to be that way. So you need inspiration and motivation, you know? Yeah. No, that's awesome. Um, and I'll leave all that in um the show notes too. So um as I was like researching you too a little bit more and trying to discover who you were, I was looking at your Instagram page and it was like, this girl is a badass. She doesn't quit. You know, she's like trying this and trying that. And um, so your videos are really cool to look at. Yeah. I mean, being a perfect man videographer, I mean, it's just, it's really, it's like, oh, you know, I don't realize that did something like that cool, like sweet. I just went rock climbing. I just read a website. I did treadmill walking in the water. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't think of it, but you see a video of yourself and you're like, well, that's, that's pretty cool. Mm. And, you know, like my own motivation, my own inspiration. Yeah. But you gotta keep moving. Mm, gotta keep moving. Yes. And I, I sure do love movement. A lot of my listeners, um, love movement or, um, are interested in obviously in some way. And, um, I just want to thank you for being here today. Oh, well, thank you for having me, you know, on a podcast. So is it, it is. So I appreciate that. Yeah. You did amazing. Yeah, my first time. Ooh, not holding the paper clip or anything. Just that's awesome. Yeah, you did awesome, and I'm sure it's not going to be your last podcast either. No, probably not. But (laughs) thank you so much. You're welcome. And you guys, if you love the show, make sure you take a screenshot, share it with somebody who needs a little inspiration today. Um, Tag uh, Chelsea and myself on Instagram. If you would like, leave a review. That would mean so much to me. And remember, guys, you got this. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you love this episode, make sure you are subscribed so you know when more episodes come available. My goal is to inspire others to become their vision, and one way to get the word out is with reviews. I would really appreciate it if you left an honest review on iTunes, and it would mean so much to me. Thanks again, and remember to go after the life you want. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.